0: It's us! Hi! We're the podcasters.
1: It's us! Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel.
0: And I'm Sam.
1: We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs.
0: That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things. Taylor Swift and Cocktails. Cocktails.
1: Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's two hundred plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey Sam, are we ready for it?
0: I think we are. Hello, Swiggies. Hello, Rachel. Hello, world. Hi. We are. Uh, we're here doing another. Tea Time episode, Taylor Tea Time episode. Uh, We announced last week that we would be doing Out of the Woods very soon, but we wanted to come in here first before we really delve into another 1989 track and discuss all that is going on in the Taylor Swift Cinematic Universe. Rachel, are you ready for it?
1: Sam, I've been ready for it since we said we were going to do this back in like 10 years ago when... (laughs) speak now taylor's version was first released right yeah
0: we yep yeah we haven't even discussed speak now taylor's version which has Who been out we? for like six seven weeks now i know and, and i'm already on yeah. to
1: my 1989 era so like i'm just as well bad that's as taylor. the thing I, I
0: i we 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 sort of missed our chance because even taylor swift is already moved on speak now taylor's version era was very short Uh, We had it out for like a few weeks before she even like already changed her photograph. She unpinned the Speak Now posts from her Instagram profile. And we are shifted into the 1989 Taylor's version era, which is, I guess, currently what we're in. We we never really know fully what era we are in. I mean... It's a feeling.
1: Here's the thing. I think just like you can go to a show and experience... 10 different eras, all in one night, yeah. and not in a consecutive order as one originally <laughs> yeah. received them,
0: then yeah, it's I think life.
1: we are free to flow in and out of our eras as mm-hmm. the vibe meets us. And Taylor is inviting us to do that as well. She is saying, listen... Don't get attached to one baby. I don't have favorites. <clears throat> 1989. I don't have <laughs> favorites. It's okay, but just, do you
0: actually think that 1989 is her favorite? I mean, okay. It, it's it's very have, iconic.
1: I mean, but do you have, like, favorite birthdays or, like, favorite years? that Like, years that stand out more than others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think sure.
1: 1989 is, like, a huge significant time in her life as mm-hmm. far as when the girl grew up okay that's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it and and but like honestly she has fawned over every release she has done in the moment so
0: yeah and what? every re-release she puts out she says this is my favorite re-recording right. I've right. I've done so, that's what we've got. Um, before we really get into the tea of it all, I want to start sipping on cocktails, Rachel. Yeah, for and then, and then that will help us sort of, like, let the juices flow with all the conversation we've got lined up for this episode today, because um, I definitely want to talk about Speak Now, Taylor's version. I want to talk about 1989, Taylor's version. I want to talk about the Eras Tour. I want to talk about some tea in general. We'll get all to that. I also want to play a little fun game, Rachel, with you towards the end. So many surprises. So, yeah. But in order to do all that, I need to start sipping on my cocktail. Right. So, let's start with that. I guess I could go first. Uh, You know me, I love a tea cocktail for a Taylor Tea Time episode. So, this... Oh, gosh. What am I calling this? Um... I'm gonna call this Baby Sip It Better uh, because the song cardigan is in my head right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sounds like a fun name for a Taylor Swift cocktail. So Baby Sip It Better is a cocktail made with peach ginger tea, um, which I brewed and then put in the refrigerator overnight. So it's cold, this is a cold cocktail. Um, And then I added some, uh, a friend of mine made a homemade jalapeno honey liqueur. So I added some of that in there and then another friend, gosh, I have so many friends, um, gave me recently a bottle of an heirloom corn whiskey from a distillery in Missouri, I think. So it's like a a corn whiskey with jalapeno honey liqueur and then peach ginger tea. So there's Mm -hmm. like several flavors going on. And, uh, and I added some simple syrup too because it just wasn't quite su- sweet enough. So, yeah, baby sip it better. Cheers.
1: Yum. Baby sip it better. I like that.
0: It's like spicy um, and honey like sweetness and yeah, then ginger, spicy, and pe- It's a lot of flavors going on, but it, it blends well.
1: Okay. Um, so, turn. I, folks, please, please don't cancel me, but I'm bringing Uh-oh. in some butterfly pea flower tea. Just. <laughs> Just like one, just like one last time, okay. Listen. Now,
0: have you used this before in any other cocktails? Like just almost Sounds every single there. one, but okay.
1: <laughs> I, re- I'm like I said, I'm really in my 1989 era, but I had to play just like one last homage to the purpley vibes of the butterfly pea flower tea that mm-hmm. transitions a little bit into some blues of 1989.
0: Okay, oh, that's cool. So.
1: Everybody loves, well, maybe not everybody. I love a lemonade tea combo, you know, Arnold Palmer kind of situation. Uh And um, so, but once I tried a tea limeade combo, which is a different type of flavor and it's really good. And so I made what I'm calling the 1980. Tea, lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I do that? I just did. I just did. Nineteen 19- A- eighty lime. Nineteen eighty <laughs> lime. Okay, we've got I love that butterfly. So much. We've got butterfly pea flower tea, and we've got some limeade. Oh and, my gosh! Now, did Where's I mention the booze? It? there's no booze? But listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, I decided some sometimes we just we don't necessarily need we don't want full alcohol but we want a little bit of like a chill vibe okay mm. so I was at the grocery store and they have have you heard of recess I,
0: I attended recess <laughs> in school right. and then I watched the show every Saturday morning
1: it's a brand of like beverages that in like adds Some of them, I think, add CBD. This one happens to add in, like, magnesium. And it's, um, it just, like, brings on, it's, like, an alternative, a non-alcoholic alternative to add in some, like, chill vibes. So I found a lime Mm. that has, like, some magnesium, and it's just called, like, chill out or something. So that's where my limeade is coming in.
0: Wow. And. That's great. I've been reading a lot about magnesium's, like, health benefits. Yeah. And I'm um, yeah. considering taking some magnesium supplements. Maybe I'll just drink the hey. 1980 lime there with go. magnesium.
1: There you go. So yeah. look, in, look to that. Or just like that's just another alternative. Like there's a lot of options out there. Like if you're not into CBD or THC, like depending on, you know, how you feel. There's also just some other like vitamin influenced beverages that are trying to help with some of like the chill, chill vibes that you might receive from alcohol without any of the The alcohol that you have. That's
0: smart. We all need that recess type of situation in our lives. Recess. Um, All right, so. That's fun. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers to that.
0: So, Rachel, I was thinking we have to do doing good in arms and new shit. I hope you came prepared Mm -hmm. because, for me, this is a very exciting week. I am just a few days shy of me attending Beyonce's renaissance tour in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's gonna be crazy. So, of course, I have been listening to Beyonce non-stop. I've I've done a deep dive into her discography. Mind you, I've never done this. I've never, like, been a Beyonce stan. I just, like, know the hits. Um, So it's been fun for me to deep dive into her discography, going back to, like, the old the original albums, some deep cuts and i have been putting on also the the this is beyonce playlist on spotify which is just a random collection of hits and popular tracks of hers and i'm definitely getting into my virgo's groove of it all and
1: wait why did so, you yeah. say virgo's groove do i not I'm
0: because not cool um there's a track on renaissance called virgo's groove And Beyonce herself is a Virgo and this morning she announces on Instagram that for the remaining concerts of hers, we as we enter Virgo season, which is late August and throughout September all of the remaining concerts including the one I'm attending, she wants us to go all out Virgo, which to her is silver and metallic and shiny and This whole time, I've been unsure of what I am wearing to the Beyonce concert. I thought I was just going to throw something together. But she literally announced this morning that she wants everybody to be sparkly and silver and metallic. So that changes everything. Love it. And she's basing that off of the fact that it's Virgo season. I don't know the silver-metallic connection to Virgo season. But anyways, she's a Virgo. She likes singing about being a Virgo. And so... Stay tuned for pictures. I know this is not Taylor Swift content, but I hope to include some Beyonce photos. I almost said Beyonce era's tour. That's not the name of the tour uh, on our Instagram and TikTok. So stay tuned for that. I've just been listening to Beyonce nonstop. I actually really like, I think it's her second album called B-Day. Okay, I was going to ask you
1: what your favorite era of I, Beyonce I, era is. I
0: like that one I definitely love Renaissance it's so fun It there's a no skip on that entire album and it's a long album and it's just a constant movement of yeah beat. that's the beauty
1: of that album like you don't want to skip it because it all kind of flows together
0: yeah it tells a story
1: yeah. which is like really cool
0: yeah, so I definitely love Renaissance, and that's the tour. It's about Renaissance, but I'm assuming that she's going to include some older tracks as well on the, on the set list, but I definitely like the album B-Day so far. So, um, Rachel, are you listening to any new shit?
1: Yeah, so, I, so I've got a friend in Minneapolis, two sisters, they grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, where you went uh, to school.
0: My alma mater, love exactly. that.
1: okay. And I, I, I met them in Minneapolis through another friend, and they, uh, one of the sisters, they're they're moms now, they're teachers, they're 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 no longer touring in this band, but prior to that life, like like in their twenties, they were in a band together called the mm. Ericsson the Ericsons, these two girls, okay, and they're music sounds just like Lucius, as I said. Mm. Like I, like it's got that beautiful harmonic vibe, um, really gorgeous melodies, some amazing storytelling.
0: Well, there's dirty dishes in the sink, and there's not enough room for me to think. I hear your footsteps in the hall.
1: See the light changing up the wall all and I was like, I can't believe I haven't plugged them yet. I forgot that I like love their music. Now I gotta call. I, I I need to get this music on vinyl because I only have it on Spotify right now. So I I think it makes like perfect, gorgeous background music to listen to. And their voices are stunning. And I got to hear them live singing like a post reunion kind of let's get get the girls back together kind of recently and they're just lovely they're lovely people and it's fun to know somebody who's like a great great incredible musician and so i love that yep look it up
0: absolutely um i have a question because it is a few days after your daughter caroline's birthday and caroline told me that she got to go or she was going to be able to go to a taylor swift cover band for her birthday did that happen?
1: It did Sam I almost forgot.
0: Tell oh me about gosh. that. So
1: fun. all right we went to a like a city festival in this like you know suburbs of Chicago and they had a band called Sparks Fly mm-hmm. and from the t- from the name of the uh, of the cover band you can imagine they kind of leaned hev- more heav- heavily in there kind of earlier eras. So there was one song I was that's my most favorite song and I said, Oh I bet I probably won't hear this if they're more of a country cover band. What was it? Style? Yes.
0: Wow. It was like the
1: opening song. I was like, okay, we're in our nineteen eighty nine era. It was yeah. great. Um, but they were really fun. They played no rap music, so but that's fine because there's you know um is that
0: fine?
1: Well here's why it's fine. Because we have <laughs> Another Taylor Swift cover band that we uh, that I am dying to go here sometime soon. Burning Red, another local Taylor Swift cover band, and they lean more heavily into their li- rock era, pop era, mm-hmm. that kind of music. So yeah. we've got two two great cover bands living in the Chicagoland area. I'm feeling very so lucky. Fun. It so was a blast. Um, I am. Like I was with another friend and her daughter. We embarrassed those girls like crazy, uh, just like <laughs> dancing.
0: I'm sure Caroline and like was able to sing along to some of the songs and she had certainly a blast, was. Right? They
1: played she so many of her favorite Lover songs were like they were. Okay, played. good.
0: Is Lover Caroline's favorite album? I think you have mentioned most that. It's her favorite right? album. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: okay. She actually had a bit of a Lover birthday, if you will, because cool. they got her a Lover era T-shirt. Oh. Um, I got her the Lover vinyl for her birthday. Fun. Um, so she could put it as wall art, but also so I could play it.
0: Of course. That's a bit of a mm-hmm. selfish gift mm-hmm. for myself. Um, you know I love to bring up whenever we have a listener from a new country. So what we got, got a new country alert. Um, bing, 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 I think is...
1: Ding, ding, or, yeah, or something like that. there it is. Yeah. Thank you. Where, where, are, okay. we where are we going? Where are we flying to? We t- are... Where t- are we flying?
0: <laughs> Our podcast is flying to the country of Brazil, which Ooh. is super fun. Taylor is actually going to be performing in Brazil in the next month. Yes. And uh, that's super exciting. Now, I've already acknowledged that we had a listener from Portugal... And I, I, I said welcome and hello in Portuguese on that episode. So you guys can just go and find that episode. I'm not going to attempt That's to say this lazy. again. That's lazy. It was just like <laughs> I get embarrassed when I try to pronounce these languages, and I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass myself again. I don't remember which episode that was, but it was probably like episode twenty something. Um, so pause yeah. the
1: pod, go back to episode 27, listen to listen every to single
0: episode flow. of ours <laughs> until you find the one when I was talking about Portugal. Um, but anyways, welcome listener from Brazil. We're happy you're here with us and we hope you get to attend the Eras tour in Rio or Sao Paulo here pretty soon. I've got a really fun thing that I found on the internet, Rachel. Have you ever, um, I know your husband, yes, but have you ever joined a fantasy football league before? actually. And Uh, what's fun is you get to create like your fantasy team name. And oftentimes I think a lot of folks like to do puns with like the football teams or, or players or football references in their team name. And I came across Taylor Swift inspired fantasy football team names.
1: Oh, I love it. And they're okay.
0: really funny. I want to read some of up. my favorites, okay? okay? You so, know I love a pun. You love a pun. This is very much up, up your alley. Here, here's some of my favorites. You Need to Touch Down, <laughs> Death by a Thousand Punts, <laughs> Shake It Off Fence, <laughs> um, Look What You Made Me Drew breeze. Drew. Wait, what? Um,
1: okay. there, My my uh, sports thing is showing Or the, shall I say my non-sports thing is like, showing
0: There's a lot of like player oh, and I quarterback names I, in here That okay. I don't right. quite get Like Getaway Car Car spelled with two R's There's got to be a car player on the um, NFL I don't know yeah. Um, <laughs> Lavender Plays Which is like uh, okay. cheesy okay. But like okay, okay you got to love it I, And okay. then um, The one Parentheses Yard line. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, end game. And then I think this is my favorite one. You're on Mahomes, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all are trying to come up with a fantasy football team name, Taylor Swift inspired, uh, I, I, I highly recommend any of those. Um,
1: it reminds me of the um, when people name their networks. They're like Wi-Fi networks
0: mm, with Taylor mm-hmm, Swift. Mm-hmm.
1: These, Those are like some of my absolute favorite.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay, so all puns aside, we've definitely got some tea to sip, literally and figuratively, in this episode today, Rachel. This information came out literally this morning. Rachel, do you oh, know okay. the announcement that we've gotten in the Taylor Swift world?
1: The answer is no.
0: Okay, this is super exciting, especially for a rep stand like me. We have a that snippet chills. of a Reputation Taylor's Version song, and it's in the form of a trailer for a new show on Amazon Prime. The show is called Wilderness. The trailer came out today, and it uses the song, Look What You Made Me Do, wow. Taylor's Version. I almost I want chills. you to like look this up right now and watch it right now. The gri- it's it's great. You you can clearly hear that this is Taylor's version. It's it's different. It's it,
1: Sam. It's like different. It's it, like slightly different. It's like slightly
0: different, which is what we get <gasps> I really from the like it. Taylor's version, but wait for this and part. I really like Listen. It. I mean, it's, it's like the song that we know and love, but like oh my god. You, you know, it's oh her my god. virgin, I, You know, it's different. Oh my god! Oh my god.
1: oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I literally have chills all over my entire body. I didn't expect that.
0: I didn't expect it, that. It's so good. That literally came out a couple of hours ago, right before we sat down and recorded this oh my podcast. God. I so gotta sip
1: my tea. I am not chilled sip out. Sip
0: on okay. that tea, girl.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, like the very beginning. Okay. She like sounds a little bit. Like, it's just like a vibrato there that I don't remember there being like a beautiful vibrato in her voice.
0: Totally. Yes, yes. I also feel like she's putting more of a melody in when she sings, look what you've made me do. I feel like she's moving down the scale instead of speaking it. And (gasps) I I, I don't know. It's just a snippet.
1: Here's what's Um, funny. is like literally like it's almost been two years since we first got a snippet of something from 1989.
0: Oh, wildest dreams. Uh,
1: oh, wildest dreams. Yeah. And so, and that was like, I mean, 21? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And so everyone was like, oh, 1989 is coming out next. Like, so soon, so soon, so soon. And we wait like over a year and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So, mm-hmm. so
1: we could be doing that again for a reputation. Totally. I don't imagine. You and I were discussing how she, and unless I don't know this, has still not come out and like commented on her la shows on her social media is that correct
0: yeah she performed the most incredible six night stint in la and after every single city stop on her Eras tour since march she has made an instagram post compiling photographs of that whole weekend and saying thank you to that city but she did not do that for L.A. And so the fans are wondering if that's giving Reputation era, which is when she went dark on her social media right. before she announced Reputation. Um, and I, it's a little interesting that she hasn't said thank you to L.A., that she didn't make a post about L.A. I mean, L.A. should not be upset because L.A. literally got, like, the got best the things. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did. But it is just a little... Curious. I know. Now, speaking of Taylor's version, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there's a little bit of some actual tea, as in like drama, that I want to bring up, Okay. and that is the fact that Scooter Braun is making the news right now, because all of his major artists, aka Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, are choosing to leave him. He is currently their manager. Of course, Scooter Braun is enemy number 1 in the Taylor Swift, you know, music career realm. So, mm-hmm. to see news that these other huge artists are also choosing to leave him, it's a little gratifying. I, I got to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, it just seems like he's just such I mean, we know that he's just like such a shady guy from what he did with Taylor Swift. And now all of these major artists are leaving him.
1: Yeah, I, I can't begin to comment on what's going on other than... We
0: don't know much. <laughs> we just know that we don't like uh, the guy. Uh, and apparently yeah. nobody else in the industry yeah. does. So Scooter Braun, like, go ride a bike. You know? That's all I can say. <laughs> go,
1: scooter, go ride a bike.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> now... Rachel, it's been so long since we've had this in the universe, but we have yet to really talk about Speak Now, Taylor's version, which came out July 7th. Of course, we had an iconic rollout with the Kansas City Night One performance of the Heiress Tour. Taylor Swift debuted the music video for one of the Vault Tracks. She brought out the stars of that music video, who... One of whom, by the way, is an ex-boyfriend. We never get Taylor Swift and ex-boyfriend content. So this was huge.
1: Okay. I have been dying to talk to you about my new favorite fandom that is Taylor Lager. <laughs> and I cannot believe I would ever say that sentence to you. Okay. <laughs> I here's where I admit, never once have I watched Twilight, nor have I read the books, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a twy, whatever. Um, I probably would enjoy it, but two, I missed that boat, okay? I oh, bless Taylor Lautner's heart, but I just like I was like an eye roll. I couldn't I could not roll my eyes bigger for that guy for years. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And I still cannot get over this world where Taylor had this guy and Taylor Lautner, and they were in a movie together, and then they were dating, and then she writes an incredible song about him back to December, we'll get there, and then he just kind of like disappears into the world, and then he marries a girl (laughs) named Taylor. Are we following here, people?
0: We're it is following. hard to follow, but yes.
1: He marries a girl named Taylor who went to a Taylor Swift concert and met Taylor Swift when she was like 11. Yeah, yeah. They have a yeah. picture together. Are we following here, folks? Okay. Then he gets invited back into Taylor Swift's life. Go, is Featured in her music video for a song that she brought back out of the world, yeah, and come goes to the concert with his wife, who I, I, I it's it's all just wild, <laughs> like it is all so wild, and it's I'm obsessed so... with him now. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with him. He's adorable. He's mm. he's kind. He's fun and part of my like love of him cuz i don't have much connection i don't really follow him as much is mm. from a tiktok account and I'm, well i'll link to it cuz i can't think of the name right now where she and maybe you see these too where she acts like all of the different exes of taylor oh yeah and responds like the way that each of them when as they're listening to her music would respond
0: and yeah. Taylor Lautner mm-hmm. in
1: every video is just like a big Swifty fan is like dancing in his suite and is cute and I just love it like I'm obsessed with this guy who has yeah. like, such a great glow up he is glowing s- up so big
0: and he also like nailed those flips that were oh. just like the most Gosh. random thing as he entered the air stores what if he had messed up what if he had like broken his neck. That would have been devastating. But no, he nailed it. He just like enters that stage flipping and the crowd goes absolutely feral. We have seen content of Taylor interacting with Harry Styles at the Grammys. Yes,
1: we do have a little bit of that. And that was like just a teensy, weensy little like taste, right? And then fans went insane. Mm. So this whole like Taylor Lautner content has been just delightful plus i mean in this process i have learned i didn't know this that he was in snl years ago Mm. reenacting his like nunchuck thing fighting kanye
0: oh uh
1: if he was like reenacting what he should have said on stage when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift's award.
0: Oh, because Taylor Lawner was the one presenting the Taylor award. So he was actually on stage yes. for that moment. Yeah.
1: And he has mentioned that he felt guilt for not like stepping in and protecting her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he like was invited on SNL and like his like shtick was like, there was like a cardboard cutout of Kanye and he like did this nunchuck thing like he was fighting him. And the same like skill he used in the music video for the song I Can See You, which we haven't even talked about yet. Oh my gosh, Sam, I'm sorry. So that's a, I feel that's like... a
0: great transition, Rachel. <laughs> okay, the the let's songs transition that, to that he's song. in the music video for, that the one that debuted, that premiered at night one in Kansas City on the Eras Tour stage is the song I Can See You, which is one of six vault tracks off of Speak Now, Taylor's version. Let's talk about the vault tracks as a whole, Rachel. <sighs> Okay. What did you think? Now, you had listened to Speak Now original. I had never listened to the album as a whole. So most of it was pretty new to me. And then obviously the vault tracks were new to all of us. So what do you think of the vault tracks? Do you have a favorite? What do you think about the collaborations? Hit me with your thoughts.
1: Well, Obsessed with I Can See You. I don't mean to like jump on that like obvious bandwagon, but that song... What did the kids say? Slapped? Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? I am not tired of that song. I could listen to it over and over, and I loved it the first time I heard it, and then uh-huh. I still love it now. Okay, uh-huh. obsessed with the song. It's such a unique sound. Okay, I'm not going to get too much into it because we're going to get into those songs at some point. Loved that song. Yeah. Loved the Castles Crumbling. I loved the Fallout Boy. Like, those songs... I think part of the reason I love them so much is there was such a unique sound quality to each of them. And I love it when they get something different.
0: So here's what I want to say. You know how they, they, they sound different. What I love about the vault tracks that Taylor includes on her Taylor's versions, these are songs lyrically that she wrote during the same time frame. So... When she was going through the heartbreak of all of these guys or when she was experiencing what it was like being a late teenager or an early 20 something, that's where these lyrics came from. But because they were not included on the original album, we get the chance now to have a different sound associated with these lyrics. They're modern Taylor Swift sounds where she's using producers like Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner on these songs that she wrote before she even started working with those producers so the vault tracks are really special because it sort of is a it's a counter sonically to the songs that we get from the rest of the original speak now which is a little bit more country influenced and guitar influenced She's now choosing to work with modern producers to give like a modern Taylor Swift sound to these old Taylor Swift lyrics and that's what's so unique about it to me. For example, the song I Can See You, the way that it sounds with that like electric guitar, I don't think would have made any sense on the original Speak Now album. It would not have flown, but she now feels the freedom to use this like new production but still harnessing the original feel of what that song meant to her. Does that make any sense?
1: Absolutely. I think
0: that's so fun about these vault tracks.
1: I still feel like, we'll never know, but I still feel like she, the incredible musician that she is, envisioned the songs the way that they are, but just didn't get them out into the world. So I was curious about that at first. Like, was you know, I can see you like a country song until she wanted to give it a different taste. I kind of think that the Taylor herself maybe had this new idea, but knew it didn't fit into the what she was, like the sonically that she was doing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Um, of course, my favorite of the DeVault tracks is the song Timeless. From a lyrical standpoint, it's quintessential Taylor Swift songwriting. It It is like painting a beautiful picture of, of, a relationship that spans like it's very you can picture like the imagery is is so thick in the song timeless the the sound of the song is just relaxing and comforting and I, I would love to see a stage production or a music video of that song and production or, or of that song in particular and then, of course, I got that song as a surprise song, so I did yes. I did experience that. So that's forever going to be like imprinted in my heart as just a very special song. But um, even before I got that surprise song, I, I it was cemented as my favorite, uh, not only of the vault tracks, but of the entire album as a whole. Um, the album as a whole, this was, yeah, of course... Yeah, I wanted
1: course, to know your, your my, like perspective, seeing as this was like your first kind of experience with it.
0: Yeah, and, and I knew several songs off of it. Of course, I knew Enchanted and Sparks Fly. Um, I, I struggled to like connect with these songs as a 30-something-year-old dude, but I can appreciate what that would have meant for Taylor at the age that she originally put these songs out and what that probably meant to Taylor's listeners and fans uh, when that album came out as well.
1: I had a special experience when I was listening to the music because I was really putting myself into the shoes. A bunch of my friends are were, were big fans of Speak Now and that has, the album itself had a strong influence in their lives at that time. And so they have these like really special stories. And It was really interesting to listen to it and think about how Taylor was looking, given the chance to look back upon her life as well. And I've mentioned this in other ways of like how she's reflecting on her past eras by singing this, which is bringing up new emotions maybe. But I didn't expect to be bawling my way through the listen. And I think I was, like, feeling this emotion of, look how far you've come. Like, look – and not, like, oh, you're a better singer now or you're a better musician now. But, like, look what you've learned after that experience from Back to Simper. Look what you learned. Mm -hmm. Mostly the song that really just, like, guts me is Dear John. Like, I just – Dear John especially, but then, okay, Never Grow Up is – Obviously, it like you can't help if you're a parent to not just like bawl your ever living eyes out.
0: Oh, when you, yeah. When you
1: listen to that song, and it was really interesting for me to see some people being like, uh, never grow up is hits different now that I am grown up and I have kids of my own, and like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. But I was having just this like convergence of lives that I imagine Taylor's kind of experiencing now herself, which is. I have grown up, I have learned, I'm making things, I'm changing, but I'm still looking back on this girl that wasn't naive, that was just what you know then, and 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 yeah. we've, we've talked about this before. So anyway, I I was just having kind of like a typical Rachel, like, cry my way through things moment where I was just like really reminiscing on what it's like to like have the opportunity to look back. It's a gift in itself to be able to look back on your life and see where you might have gone wrong but, like, why it's okay and and how that benefited your life. I don't know. It's just having that moment.
0: Yeah. One thing I think that Taylor Swift is good about is is not living in regret. And, um, and what did she say Unless in her speech? Unless
1: she regrets you all the time.
0: <laughs> wow. That is true. <laughs> I mean, she might have one simple regret, and that might be a certain relationship with a certain person. And that, to me, really breaks my heart. But I I get the impression does that... Does it? Does it? Well, yeah. I mean, kidding. I understand. I'm just
1: kidding! I'm forever going to make you feel badly about your your slight stand for <laughs> my, John Mayer.
0: Yes. I, we all know I love John Mayer. We all know I love Taylor Swift. But here's what you need to know, Rachel. Here's what you need to okay. remember. I don't have a podcast or an entire fandom over John Mayer. I have that for okay. Taylor Swift. So I Fair. kind of I, I stand by her. Um, but when she said in her NYU graduation speech, embrace the cringe, I think that for me allows me to realize that Taylor Swift is proud of all of the yes. awkward and terrible things that she's been through the fact that she is re-releasing and reliving these emotional songs oh. yeah. she's she's okay with the things that she's been through and the things that she's written about and the and the you know what she said in interviews like there's there's a lot of cringe i think looking back on early taylor swift but um but i i don't i, I think she's just like proud of the woman that she is now and she recognizes the journey that she's that she's gone through i mean you're on your own kid is a great like like lyrical representation of of what she's gone through and coming to terms with all of that um and you we really get that with these taylor's versions it's going to be interesting now that we have 1989 and reputation taylor's versions are yet to come those are more of like more adult taylor reputation especially because that was only seven six years ago actually um of course we don't have Reputation Taylor's version yet, but what I'm saying is when she's re-released and re-recorded these early albums, she's really going back into time and really thinking about who she was as a person way back when. Now we haven't even gotten debut. Like that's gonna be a whole another ball game for Taylor, especially with songs like Cold As You and Invisible off of that album are like really vulnerable. Um You've and,
1: I, can I say, like, you just made me kind of tear up just, like, thinking about that. Like, yeah. what a beautiful gift to learn. Like, be proud of who you were. Be proud of the cringe. Like, the cringe is what got you to where you are today. It's something to be proud of. And she could easily just, like, let those things disappear. And I think a lot of people try to, like, brush that stuff under the She's, like, proud of who she was and who she's become. Like, that's... Yeah. Gosh, I want that for myself, but I also want that for my kids. Sure. I want that for like other people to be like, that's okay. It's okay if it was like not the best. It's okay if it was like the lyrics were a little weird. Like, sing it loud and sing it proud.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Long
1: and- live the cringe. <laughs>
0: And just have fun with it and i think that's exactly what taylor swift is doing and that's what we as fans are doing we're just having so much fun reliving and we got taylor's version speak now taylor's version and then like a month later we now have 1989 taylor's version to look forward to it's almost like she just swept it under the rug so that's sort of how i'm reacting to it as well um so i for me and we talked about this at the beginning of the episode I'm definitely in 1989 Taylor's version era right now. I'm just I've been listening to a lot of 1989. We are discussing a 1989 track on our podcast next episode. There's a lot to look forward to with that era. It's a very memorable era of hers from like nine years ago, and we're bringing back all those things. My, are we ready to move from away from Speak Now Taylor's version talk?
1: Are we ready for a new era, a new transition? Where are we we going, Sam? Like, you're driving this getaway car today.
0: Okay, well, let's just talk about the fact that we all knew, did we know, we very deeply, strongly speculated that Taylor was going to announce 1989 Taylor's version on her last night of the U.S. Leg of the Airs tour on 8-9. And we clowned about it. The whole fandom was clowning about it. A lot of the fandom was like, Ain't gonna happen. It's too on the nose. So many times we have been so confident that a date (laughs) on the calendar is a perfect opportunity for Taylor to announce this and that. That date happens and we get nothing. Or we get like the announcement was a new merch item, which is like a beach towel. It's like, really? So. When it or finally, we get
1: a release of something, and it takes takes like a scientist to figure out the math quantity of why we had that particular date. Like absolutely, it's like so complicated.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And then, and then, like after we get that announcement, we're like, oh, I guess oh, that that's does right. make there sense. Were, there were seven but.
1: stars on the fifth of January, which tells <laughs> us to go to this date. Was then that's when she said this? Yeah, yeah, no.
0: Yeah. So this this announcement was. Yes, a perfect opportunity for her to announce 1989 Taylor's version. It was a little on the nose. But we were finally right. And I don't know about you. I live streamed the entire concert that night because I just knew it was going to happen. And the costume changes were like the biggest Indication that, yes, it was definitely going to happen because she has these, like, different outfits for every era that comes on during the show. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And it's, like, purple for Speak Now. It's, like, a bright red or orange or yellow for 1989. It's, like, a very subdued color for folklore. But what she did on this last yeah. night was all of the outfits had changed, and they were all blue, which <laughs> is the 1989 color. Uh. And with every appearance she made in that new blue dress or jumpsuit or whatever it was, we all just lost our minds because we knew it's
1: blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's blue the shape of uh, your body.
1: <laughs>
0: oh wow! Forgot about that That's song. Not... Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just we just kind of knew, and then you know we we when when she is going to make an announcement. It's going to be the during the Surprise Songs moment. So, you know, we were just waiting for that. Surprise Songs came out, and she was wearing, for the first time ever, a blue dress for Surprise Songs.
1: I loved watching the videos of people, like, waiting, waiting for her arrival. Like, what's going what's going please be blue, please be blue.
0: Oh, my gosh, it's
1: blue. And they just, like, lose their mind. It was mind. blue, like, and everybody anybody,
0: knew. Everybody <laughs> <anybody> knew. <laughs>
1: who, like, didn't know what was going on It was like, why are we excited about the color blue? I don't think
0: I, I get it. I <laughs> mean, if you didn't know what was going on, then the Swifty that brought you to that concert is not doing their due diligence to fill you in on the Swifty world. So, uh, but my but goodness. yeah, I mean, it, she came out for the first surprise song moment in her blue dress, and we knew it was gonna happen. She started talking. She picked up the guitar. Oh, she started talking oh about God. her re-recordings so and how special that meant to uh to to her. And she said, it's really exciting. The last time I was super excited was when I announced my Speak Now, Taylor's version. And, I mean, again, (laughs) we all knew it was happening. But it was just like every step of the moment was even more confirmation that what we were about to get was happening.
1: So it also was a little bit like – I'm going to throw in another SNL skit here where there's like an Oprah skit where she's announcing like – you get a new car, or whatever, and like people's minds are literally exploding on this SL <laughs> skit because they just like cannot handle the excitement. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt like it was. Like every time Taylor said something, it was like a slight hint at, to what was coming. They knew what was coming, but they were like losing. My, it was just like the el- it was so elevated.
0: Yeah, and it was it was funny because it was like for the speaking out Taylor's version announcement that was so unexpected. Um yes. And so that was like just a different kind of excitement. But this was like so expected that the, yeah. the excitement yeah. was so thick in the air and there was just so much screaming. She led into it by saying, so on this eighth month, eighth? the ninth day of this eighth month, I have something I've been planning. She said she's been planning this for a really, really, really ridiculously embarrassingly long time. I wonder how long does that mean for Taylor Swift? How long is a ridiculously embarrassingly long time? Are we talking like more than 2 years? Which is when we you first know, got Wildest Dreams Taylor's version was like a year and a half ago. Like I mean, it's got I have to
1: wonder if when she got pissed off that they took her music, that mm. uh, her music was sold, that she immediately thought of the time when it was starting to get bad, with, I always wanna, I get confused, maybe, Scooter, it's Scooter Braun, and Scott. Yeah, Scott, yeah. And whatever, okay. Like during that time, and so she immediately thought like, gosh. I want 1989 back. Like, I want, yeah. I don't want, I don't want them to get. And so, like, maybe even like that's the long time she's been thinking about this. Like, ever since yeah. they pissed her off, she's been wanting to have 1989 because that is her birth year. And yes. that is the, like, she, like, really, I, I really think that that's why it means a whole lot to her. Like, that was her rebirth mm-hmm. in a- era. Like, and she was like taking back her rebirth. And now this is a chance to really take back oh, yeah. her rebirth.
0: Oh, yeah. And her name. Oh, yeah.
1: And her reputation. Here we are, and and her year, her name, her reputation. We're on our yeah. Way.
0: It's so great. It's so it's, it's so fantastic so how it lines up. It's also my year. At least we forget. Mm-hmm. I'm a 1999. Ni- so I am a 1989 baby, and it's like you are. I I love it when she does things for me specifically. So yeah. so great. Um, but yeah, she so she said, look at the screen behind me, and it was the announcement for 1989 Taylor's version out October 27th. The photograph for the album cover
1: okay we've got to talk about that
0: yeah it's it's beautiful she is smiling she is glowing (sighs) she is a breezy young woman and it is the only photograph on any taylor swift album ever where she's she's smiling the only one there are tiny bits of smirks in some of the album covers but not a toothy smile. And that's what we're getting with 1989 Taylor's version.
1: I'm just really loving conversations about the consideration that she took on that cover and the fact that she gave homage to certain things like her shorter haircut without actually cutting her hair. Oh, yeah. The fact that, because um, some people saw that it looked like the crop that she worked, she had during 1989 era. Um. The fact that the seagulls are around her. And in the original version, she's wearing a t-shirt that has seagulls on it. And now sweatshirt, the seagulls are flying. Sweatshirt. are flying around her. And people have said that it's like an example of the seagulls are flying free now. Like she is mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But also more importantly, I don't know how much you know about how she chose her original cover art. But she had an sane amount of anxiety during this time and she's talked about it in her um, Miss Americana documentary but this was really a big portion, part of the time in her lives when she was trying to wrestling with who she was, uh, her worth, um, her She's always been a little fearful of what people think about her, but this was, like, a huge time. And she had a ton of anxiety about the photo shoot for her 1989 album.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the anxiety also was body image, too, I think.
1: Absolutely. And so so a big part of that um, played into her choosing, I think, in the end, and I want to, like, read more into this, but she, like, they did a quick shot with a Polaroid camera and um, – to get the light lighting ready, and I think is this story true? Am I like have you heard of this? I was don't
0: that?
1: know. Okay. When I what I think I understand is like she didn't originally have the intention of using a Polaroid picture, but they had this picture, and she was like, "Oh wait, that's really cool." But like leading into it, she had a lot of anxiety, and it's so interesting that she. Um, chosen image where it's not her whole face she she's like really uncomfortable it's barely her body either right Mm -hmm. and in this new image it's her full face and you can just feel all of the joy and i just really love that she's chosen that image to represent how she feels and this just kind of ties back to what we were just talking about with speak now it's like like she can look back and she could recognize what where she was when she wrote this music and also acknowledge where she is now and so i love that we're getting both of those together
0: wow i'm so excited we already have this love taylor's version we already have wildest dreams taylor's version what is the track you're most looking forward to, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but well, like of all of them of the re-recordings, which track are you most looking forward to?
1: Duh style. Okay duh style. Yeah. 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 um, also duh style with styles in the vault track. Okay. Oh
0: my God.
1: Right. Uh, okay,
0: no. no, don't even we're not we're not getting Stop. Harry Styles featured on Stop. the song style. i I know this is the popular theory. It's not gonna happen,
1: Sam. I would I'm love to hear your argument this, why
0: you think that would happen.
1: I'm standing this till the very day. It's gonna be great. I we're getting. I, I, we I, got. I, listen, listen. We got Taylor Lautner making an appearance for Speak Now. We are getting Harry Styles to make an appearance for 1989. We're gonna get some high school ex boyfriend to make an appearance. For debut. And we're going to get Kanye to make an appearance for Reputation. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, no, you don't stand that. No.
0: I just think that her relationship with Harry Styles is still a little fragile and vulnerable and professional. And I don't think that she would invite him into the deeply personal experience that is Vault Tracks. I And a lot of people think he's going to be a featured artist on style taylor's version no absolutely not we're getting style true to form with no featured artists you're no fun well that's what she does with her taylor's version is she will include a collaborative artist on a vault track but she won't really change the original songs um it is possible that Harry comes and is a collaborative artist on a vault tracks. It is possible. I will acknowledge that possibility. But my feelings is that it's it's just too close. It's too personal. And it's too vulnerable. And it's too much
1: like announcing 1989 on August 9th? Come on.
0: Well, that's different because that was like <laughs> an Easter egg thing. This is like a personal heartfelt thing for Taylor. And
1: Whatever. Whatever. I, you're you're thinking too seriously and less fun about this. I'm going to take team fun and you take team boring. I'm taking
0: <laughs> team, team practical. Like I don't like. Practical.
1: I, Boo. Boo I, practicality.
0: Okay. Well. <laughs> Call me out when we finally get the Vault tracks announced and the collaborative artists announced. I think my favorite 1989 Taylor's version track that I'm most looking forward to is Clean. I'm Clean. very okay, curious to hear how that song sounds different because it's like the kind of the most stripped down. Like, there's definitely some really interesting, interesting production. We talked about that on episode 13 of our podcast, but it's like subdued and quiet. Um, I love the deluxe version songs of 1989. I love You Are In Love. And I love Wonderland. Those are my absolute favorites. New Romantics, it's fine, whatever. I know that folks love it, but I am obsessed with the other two. Um, So I'm definitely excited to hear those. But I think the most curious I am for the re-recordings is going to be the song Clean. And um, it's, wow. I mean, style, of course, too. Welcome to New York. Oh, it's like... Out of the Woods? Out of the Woods. Yes, Rachel. Out of the Woods. Which, okay, tune in next week. That's the song we're going to do. We already <laughs> talked about it, but yeah. I haven't even like fully wrapped my head around that yet. Um, Though I do have some cocktail ideas already working.
1: Excellent. So do I. Where are we going next?
0: Um, if we have time, I'd like to play a little Taylor Swift quiz with you rachel i think we've talked about this in the past how fun it would be to like test our trivia our taylor swift knowledge so um i have the questions pulled up it's on a website what if you also pulled up the same website and you asked me questions and asked you questions and we turn it into like a little friendly competition i like it okay so don't look at them just
1: prove you're a mastermind by answering these 50 tricky taylor swift trivia questions
0: Yes. I'm um,
1: so not good at these kinds of things. Okay. It's
0: I, fine. Well, we'll see how you do. So, no, I want to see how I do. It's fine. Okay, so we've got 50 questions. Maybe we'll ask them all. Maybe we won't. But good okay. luck here. Okay. okay. Question number one. What is Taylor Swift's middle name? Allison. Bing, bing, bing. You got it. bing, bing, bing. bing Question number two. Bing, bing. Where was Taylor Swift born?
1: Pennsylvania.
0: Yes. Can you be more specific? Oh, Redding? Very, very good. Close. It's West Redding, Pennsylvania. Ah,
1: uh, okay. Good job, Great me.
0: job. So you're, you're better than you think. I'm better okay. than I think. And this one I know you're going to get. Question number three. What is Taylor Swift's mom's name? Andrea. Absolutely. Number four. What is her dad's name?
1: Scott?
0: Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I was going to yep. say that and then I was like wait am I getting confused okay oh.
0: and question number five and then, you guys, and then you can ask me some questions what is Taylor Swift's brother's name shoot ooh tricky I want to say
1: yeah I, I've Austin
0: that's correct you got all five correct Rachel wow you are wow so far winning because I've got zero out of five
1: winning okay how do I ask you questions
0: Okay, start with question six. Only look at the six through. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got got it.
1: This is very different. What was the song name of the track she wrote for Rihanna?
0: Oh, this is what you came for.
1: Wow, never would have gotten that one.
0: Oh, you don't know the lore behind that? That was written with Calvin Harris? And. Hey, I know now.
1: I know now. I know now. That's the one. Yes. Yes, this is what you came for. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Great.
1: What is Taylor Swift's birthday?
0: December 13th, 1989, of course.
1: Ding, ding, ding. What was Taylor Swift's first single? Tim McGraw. Yes, correct. Yeah. Which was Taylor Swift saw so- Which two Taylor Swift songs are allegedly about your boyfriend, John Mayer?
0: Okay, Dear John and Would Have, Could Have, Should Have?
1: Yeah. I er- feel like there's more, but...
0: Yes. Um, that's yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, the story of us. I wonder if yes, that's about John I'm surprised Mayer. Surprised
1: that's not. No, but people say that is right. Uh, yes. Yeah,
0: see, there, I don't know. But he, like, what if could have should have okay. for sure, dear John. Allegedly.
1: Ob- <laughs> well, I would say that the other way around.
0: No, I know, <laughs> like, but dear because John is I. S- obvi. I, no, because. We haven't talked about it, but there is a whole theory that I stand by that it's not about John Mayer. It's about somebody else, and we'll okay, get to that. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay,
1: okay, What was the name of the tour Taylor Swift had been planning for 2020?
0: Loverfest. Yes. Okay. Yes, I okay. wish I could have attended. I wonder what the concept of Loverfest was. I'm so curious. Well,
1: I do know that it was going to have, like, a bunch of people playing. Like, she was going to invite, like, a bunch. Of, it was going to be almost like a full-day mm. festival kind of a thing.
0: It I know. But, like, amazing. what was the Can stage going to look like? What were, what were the costumes? Oh. Like, what was the set list? Like. I know. Yeah. All right. Your next question, Rachel. So, basically, we are 100% so far. No, no one's got anything wrong. Right? Okay. It's amazing. Oh, this is tricky. Okay. How many album covers feature Taylor okay. Swift's super curly hair? Ooh.
1: That's a great question. Okay. Yeah. Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah. Debut. Famous. Speaking of. Yeah. <sighs> Those so three I are think correct. Not
1: not red.
0: Yeah, very not. straight hair with a fedora, right?
1: But I do think we got some of it in nineteen eighty nine.
0: Was that you curly? Like a, Was it wavy? I, I feel you, like it's a little wavy.
1: Oh, it's wavy. It depends on what you say curly.
0: So the answer on this website is those first three albums you already named three. them. It doesn't have anything after that. Okay. I feel like 1989, is a, especially Taylor's version, is a little wavy. But um, the iconic Taylor Swift curly hair is definitely those first three albums.
1: And you get a little bit of wavy in reputation.
0: You do. That's almost crimped. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Trick question. But the iconic... Okay, but the iconic curly, curly, curly is the first three. Yeah.
0: Okay. Totally. Fair. All right, good job. Okay. Does Taylor Swift have any album covers in black and white?
1: The... Reputation.
0: And... (laughs) It's obvious when you you think about it, but I didn't think about it either.
1: Folklore. Duh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Reputation is the obvious one, but they're like, oh yeah, Folklore too. Okay. Folklore. Okay. Um... Does Taylor Swift have Oh wait. Which album did Taylor Swift write by herself without any co-writers?
1: Speak Now Taylor's version. Because um, Speak Now original version uh this was in the movies. This, this Oh, the if, this movie. song that I, if this was a movie. Great. She co-wrote which is why it was not on Taylor's version. Great
0: point, Rachel. Great all of point.
1: them to be originally written.
0: Great point. So Speak Now Taylor's version is all single written. But technically, if this is a movie, it has recently been attached and linked to Speak Now OG, which if this was a movie was co-written. So good point. Okay. And then which artist is Taylor Swift named after? James Taylor. Of course. Last question in your category. What is... Oh, my God. This is so easy. What is Taylor Swift's favorite number? Uh, 13. Okay. So, that was 1 through 15. It hit me with okay. question 16 through 20. What do we got?
1: We as long as you're still having got, fun. No. I love it. I love it because we're good.
0: <laughs> we are good. We are hundred. still 100%. What's next?
1: Ooh. What is at least one of Taylor Swift's cat's names?
0: Oh. Um... Olivia Benson, yeah. um, Benjamin Button and Meredith Grey.
1: Yeah, I always forget Benjamin Button. Yes, you got all three. Good job.
0: Benjamin Button is the one that she got during the Me music video, who's totes adorbs, and I don't even like
1: cats Exactly same. How many albums does Taylor Swift have? Well, Well,
0: okay. I'm assuming I, I don't know when this. Okay. I'm going to say 10 studio albums. Uh, right now we have three re recordings. And I'm pretty sure there's like a holiday album in there, kind of, that people don't really talk about. But I don't know if it's considered an album. But yeah. I'm like, I'm right, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm considering okay. that answer correct. Okay. Speaking of, what type of farm did Taylor Swift grow up on?
0: A Christmas tree farm. <laughs>
1: yes. Who is Taylor Swift's best friend from high school?
0: Okay. Abigail. I I feel like I'm supposed to know the last name. Um, but I know it's Abigail. Uh, yeah. I don't know the last name. I don't name. think
1: I would have gotten that right. Anderson. Abigail Anderson. Now Abigail Anderson. Berard.
0: Would you have gotten Abigail?
1: I don't think I don't I don't I don't think I would have pulled that out. Like it sounds familiar now, but I think I would have like tried Allison or something. <laughs> and,
0: Abigail is who the song 15 is about. Um, yeah. And Abigail is in *Miss Americana* the documentary. Yes. Abigail was at the Nashville show when she performed 15 as a surprise song. Oh. So yeah, a lot of a lot of love for Ooh. Abigail.
1: I love besties. Yeah. Okay, what does T V stand for in reference to Taylor Swift's music. So
0: easy. Who is this for? Like Kanye fans? It stands for Taylor's version, of course. Duh. All right, Rachel. Well was
1: fun Sam. Look at us. We are pretty smart.
0: (laughs) We're We're smart. We got them all right, essentially. we um, left
1: the tw- There's 20 more questions, so we might have to add those to the. Okay, so those are the hard ones. Mm-hmm. we do some studying up, and we will add those to our next Taylor Tea Time.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're going to do a, a few more games and, and type things, uh, challenges, Taylor Swift challenges in our next Tea Time episode. Until then, this has been really fun catching up with you on all of the Taylor Tea. We've got 1989 Taylor's version to look forward to. 1980 lime, you've got your 1980 lime to drink, and I look forward to that. And then, of course, we have next week our song Out of the Woods, which has been a wildly anticipated episode for us to break down. Um, that's gonna be amazing and fun and deep, of course. We always get deep, so stay tuned for that. Until then, Rachel, thank you for sipping the tea with me and spilling the tea with me, and um. Cheers to Taylor performing in Mexico City this upcoming weekend. Good luck Taylor. You're going to crush it. Cheers. Buena suerte. Salud. 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 That's it for this week. Cheers, Wiggy. See you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.